Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show. Scott Cordishi in for Kitch. 4177-1037. Um, you know what, Scott? Derek White, and, and this is honestly, he's honestly one of the reasons I'm most optimistic about the Celtics. And I've tweeted this before. I, I wish I could retweet. I mean, I should retweet it every other day for crying out loud he just they feel like a team and Derek White feels like a player that's such an elite role guy and I don't even know if I can call him a role player. he's not even a role player anymore but a, a guy on a team that it would be criminal if he doesn't win a championship from when he was a role bench guy to the guy he is now the the type of player and personality he is in that locker room the selflessness the clutch factor the the just doing his job that guy is a championship level player and i want to know based on what you remember of all the acquisitions made over the years give me a comp where does he rank in terms of i know they haven't won anything yet but where to your uh, in your mind where does he rank in terms of acquisitions by a boston sports team over the years well I would say that the analogy that I came up with, and this is going to predate you, Mark, unfortunately, I think it's when the Celtics and Red Auerbach acquired Dennis Johnson from Phoenix for Rick Roby. Like, that was like one of the all-time highs. DJ was a great player out in Seattle, and then he kind of had some clashes with his head coach, Lenny Wilkins. Then he went to Phoenix, and kind of the same thing there. He was a little bit of a malcontent, and, and they got him, not for a bag of balls, but they got him for Rick Roby, like a backup center. Uh, and I think they may have been like a draft pick or two involved there. But, I mean, it, it was just another example of Red Auerbach winning a trade. And DJ was like the final piece to the puzzle for those championship teams. I mean, you know, he already had the big three, Parrish, McHale. And I would put the Parrish acquisition as another one, right? The Celtics had the top pick in the draft, and they, they ended up trading it to Golden State, and they got Robert Parrish, and then they used the pick they got from Golden State on Kevin McHale. The Warriors took Joe Barry Carroll in that draft, who turned out to be an absolute bust. So if I'm looking at the Celtics, I would I would use those two. I love Derek White. Now, the difference is Derek White can't be your number one. That's why I kind of likened him to DJ. Like, there yeah. was the clear number. It was Bird, and it was McHale, and then it was Parrish. They, they were your big three. But White is a perfect three, four, five guy. Like, right now, the guy's averaging 16 points, five assists, four rebounds per game. He's shooting 48% from the field and 43% from three. Like, those numbers are way better than what Tatum and Brown are doing. Okay, if you zoom in, okay. So, 98 players in the NBA averaging 30-plus minutes per game. White ranks number one in net rating. And the four guys directly behind him, this is per NBC Sports Boston. Uh, SGA, 
from, from who a lot of people have on the first team all NBA from Oklahoma City, Anthony yep. Edwards, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic, all trailing Derek White. You could make the case, and this article does that, that he's an all-star. But beyond that, and that's a debate we can have, I don't know. The guy is just, he feels like a winner. And I, if you want to bring it to a more modern situation, it feels like Danny Amendola a little bit. You know, a guy that just comes in and does what he needs to do and comes up big. Now, Amendola won championships and came up big. I mean, he had that huge game against the Eagles in the Super Bowl that the Patriots ended up losing. He had, obviously, some big catches against the, the Falcons in other playoff games, against the Jaguars. Amendola was a money player. White's a money player. This is going to be if – if the Celtics can win the championship, he's going to be one of the biggest reasons why. Because I'm telling you, I, I just – I have more faith in Derek White in clutch moments than I do Jalen Brown. That's And Derek White has shown up in the past in those spots – if the Celtics win, Derek White is going to be an enormous reason why. And the level of play that we've seen out of him is a great, great sign. Game so, six against Miami last year, right? Didn't he hit the uh, the shot that tied it? He, he was underneath yeah. the basket and hit the game-tying shot. And, and it goes back to even in the finals against Golden State. I remember he hit some big threes. And that's when he wasn't – I mean, the expectations were really minimal at that point for Derek White. We didn't even know who he was or who he was at that juncture. Um but he, he's a money player, and the way he defends, the way he hits shots, the way he, he can pass, and he can do all that, he can handle the ball, that's a player that really is going to be vital. And I, I could make a case to put him on the all-star team, certainly. It's going to be hard for the Celtics because they got so many good players. But it's going to be fascinating. And you talk about that winning DNA that I was just talking about, and do they have the winning DNA? Derek White is a big part of that. I think if you talk about winning DNA, he's one of the first guys I think of on this team, even before Tatum, yep. certainly before Brown, before guys even like Al Horford and some guys, you know, that have been around the block. That's a guy with the winning DNA. Drew Holiday's another one. I'm not saying Brown and Tatum don't, but it, it, those questions need to be answered, and White's going to be a big part of it if they can answer them. Or if Look, they do you don't have to send. You don't have to sell me on Derek White. I am the president of his fan club, and I agree with you on the winning DNA part. I I like the Amendola comparison, although I would argue that he's more productive than Amendola was because Amendola, you know, was kind of up and down during the regular season, was oft injured, that type of stuff. But he did come up big in postseason moments, as you pointed out. You don't have to sell me on Derek White, but maybe the best thing about Derek White is this. He accepts his role on this team. He's not looking to be the number one or the number two with Tatum or Brown. Like, you know with Tatum and Brown, like, they're, they're hell-bent on that, right? Like, Derek, Derek White doesn't care. Like, I'm just going to go out and ball. I'm going to do what I do. I don't care if I'm the third, the fourth, the fifth option on this team. I'm just going to do what I do. Correct. And it's a joy to watch. And it's a joy to feel the energy that he brings this team and to watch him in the big moments, I, I can't get enough of his play and what he offers. Let's talk to JP in North Providence. Hey, JP. Scott 2.0, I heard your voice. It threw me off. I said, I'm either way early for work or I can't still figure out how to set the clock in the car, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, this is late for me on a Saturday morning. You know, up, JP? It, it's going to be over. It's going to be over fifty today. I think you could hit Swansea Country Club, maybe a quick nine over at Buttonhole, Scott. Just saying. Like you're thinking. So, a couple of quick points. Uh, one on the Belichick 
and more importantly on the Celtics, but I heard that the comment on Belichick. I think with Curran, honestly, either he know, he knows something and he doesn't want to say something because if he's wrong, he's going to look bad. But if he's right, he could say, yeah, I knew it all along. Personally, it's I don't want to see Belichick go like Colonel Jessup where they yanked him out of the courtroom in cuffs. Let the guy go out with some dignity. He's done that for us, whether it was him, whether it's Brady. Stop with all this. He should be going. He's this. He's at the end of the year. He either goes or he stays. He's, a, he's still been the head coach of a winning team, whether it was him or not. But you like him or not, let him go out with some dignity. My quick thought on the Celtics, do you want Tatum and Porzingis or Tatum and Brown when it gets near crunch time at the end? And if you got to think about it, I think they overpaid for Brown Kind of like COVID, you want the $9 water bottle, you got to pay for it because they were not going to lose a star the way the Red Sox have been losing stars. And I think that was part of it. But i got to go with Pazingas as number two on this team right now if it's crunch time. Thanks for the call, JP, and you're absolutely right. You don't have to think about it. Porzingis is the number two on this team, especially in crunch time. And I say that with respect to Jalen Brown. I just, I'm sorry. I have not seen it enough in a late game situation where his skill or fundamentals are sound enough to take him where he wants to go in those moments. I I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. I just haven't seen it. I have more faith as Perzingis being Robin in a big spot than I do Brown. Now they're going to still need Jalen Brown. In fact, I don't know. I mean, putting him on the bench might be kind of strange, but they're going to have to find a way for Jalen Brown. The biggest thing I think Jalen Brown could offer, do you remember, Scott, I think it was game one, it was a game one of the finals against the Warriors. There was one point in one of those games in Golden State where Brown had a stretch at the end of the third into the fourth quarter where he sort of took over and helped the Celtics cut a deficit from whatever it was, 10 to, to 2, or 10 to they had the lead by one or something. That's Jalen Brown, I think, at his best. If you are, are looking for Jalen Brown to take over a game late and win it for you, I don't think that's in him. I don't think that's the type of player he is. They need him to play well in transition. He's great in transition. They need him to, you know, be a guy that can take over stretches, but asking him to be clutch late, not his forte. I have more faith in Porzingis. What about you? Yeah, no, here's my problem with Jalen Brown. Like, if you're asking him to be clutch late in the game, that means putting the ball in his hands and having him create. And what happens when he creates? He dribbles it off his left knee. So, like, until I see him, you know, uh, you know, not turn the ball over in those key moments, I don't have confidence in him either. I would rather have Tatum. I'd rather have Porzingis. We talked about Derek White being a better clutch player. I'd rather see all those guys with the ball in their hands more than I would Jalen Brown. And I say that in all due respect to his talent. He is super talented, but I worry about him in the clutch because he's like a human turnover. And getting back to what, what, what it, the beginning of JP's call to, he brought up, you know, Curran's report. Here's the other problem I have with Curran, okay? And I like Tom Curran. I think he's a great reporter, okay? I think he does a great job. I feel like he couched his statement a day or two after he came out with it because after he had come out and said, you know, I was told that they made up their mind after the Germany game, they're moving on from from, uh, Belichick at the end of the season. Then he comes out two days later and he says, quote, based on the conversation I had, It felt as if the decision was fairly well sealed. However, if the Patriots finish with a flourish, could things change? It's 28-3 to right now. We know that's not an insurmountable deficit, but it's very late in the game. 
It's like, no, stick by your guns, Tom. All right? Like, don't couch it so if the Patriots hang on to Belichick at the end of the season, you can say, well, I told you there was a chance. No, you said they were moving on. Stick with it. I still think it's just he he got caught up in one of his contemporaries, one of the you know one of the guys he works alongside, so to speak, with Pat McAfee. McAfee sort of opened the bag, and Curran wanted to jump in and say, "Wait, I know stuff too. I hear I heard stuff too." And I, I you know again I don't live in that world. I don't blame him necessarily, but I think that's the reason why it didn't come out. You'd have to ask Tom Curran, but it does feel like they do know something, and that was my big takeaway. When we get back. Do you really think, Scott, that the people, the fans of the Patriots are going to lack the level of appreciation for Bill Belichick when it's all over? And what will you think of first when you think of Bill Belichick if this is the last few games he's going to coach for the Patriots? This is the Mark and Kitchen Show, Scott Cordishi in for Kitch. Gerard Nissan and All Paws on Deck present Puppies in Pictures with Santa on Saturday, December 16th from 12 noon to 3 p.m. There will be adorable dogs and puppies up for we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 